This is the American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio with Alex Cardinale. Live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays 2015 from all of us at the American Variety Network. Eight one four two. 
to ask me any questions on Clownfish or discuss why you love Clownfish or just to discuss Clownfish. One three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. All right, guys. So the American Variety Network is going to take a brief introduction break. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about Clownfish. This Clownfish show begins right after a word from the American Variety Network. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Block Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network where I find the shows very educational and entertaining. Calling all fish keepers. It's time to chat aquariums right here, right now on American Variety Network. Fish keeper Alex Cardinale, his fish keeping hosts, and his fish keeping guests will chat about anything and everything aquarium fish. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Aquarium Talk the Podcast, which is our tropical fish keeping podcast where we will discuss anything from freshwater catfish to freshwater oddballs to the awesome saltwater clownfish, tans, and even corals and live rock. So fish keepers, sit back, relax, and unwind. Aquarium Talk the Podcast is now on the air. Aquarium Talk, the podcast. Aqua Alex will talk about some of his most favorite saltwater species and educate you on these fantastic saltwater species. 
So, Saltwater Species Profile is now live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast on American Variety Network. of 
the easiest fish to keep. They are an awesome beginner fish. So if you are a beginner like me, clownfish are for you. They are virtually hardy, really hardy. It is hard to kill a clownfish. If you manage to kill a clownfish, well, there is something wrong with your aquarium. These guys are really hardy, and they are very, very nice fish. All right? So that's what I like about clownfish. Now, what do you guys like about clownfish? You can call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to discuss this. Or if you're catching the archive of this episode, please leave your thoughts on why you like clownfish in the comment section below. Now, I want to talk about the types of clownfish I have. Right now, currently, I only have two clownfish, and that is two black and white Ocellaris clownfish. Now, a little bit about the black and white clownfish. Now, the black and white Ocellaris clownfish are actually normal. They do appear in the wild. The black and white clownfish are actually Darwin, Australia. So, some people call them the Darwin Ocellaris clownfish, or some people call them the black and white clownfish, but they do exist in the wild. However, wild-caught black and white Ocellaris clownfish are extremely hard to get, and they are quite expensive. However, luckily, there are plenty of captive-bred black and white Ocellaris clownfish out there. Now, as juveniles, the black and white clownfish will have orange faces and a black and white body. As they mature, the orange faces may disappear. However, some people have reported that the orange faces have stayed into maturity. So it just depends on the individual clownfish. But I want my black and white clownfish to lose their orange faces. However, I think the orange face complements the fish. I like it, but I want a pure black and white Ocellaris clown. So like I said, right now I only have two clownfish, and that is my two black and white clownfish. Now, I am currently setting up and cycling a very big 120-gallon aquarium, and I'm going to be doing a fish only with live rock tank, with some tangs. I'm going to have a yellow tang, a blue hippo tang, and some and a niger trigger, a one-spot fox face. So it's going to be a nice predatory tank, but I definitely want to have a clownfish in there. So in my 120, I am currently planning what clownfish I want. Now, I am thinking about getting either a lightning maroon clownfish or a gold striped maroon or maybe four to six Ocellaris clownfish. Now, if I do four to six Ocellaris clowns, I will do two pairs of black and white clowns and a pair of normal Ocellaris clownfish. What do you guys think? Which clowns should I get for my 120-gallon aquarium? Or should I be risky and should I try 
a gold-striped maroon clown and a pair of black-and-white Ocellaris clownfish. What do you guys think? Maybe if I acclimated them together, it could work. Call in at 1-347-989-8142 or post in the comment section below your thoughts on this matter. All right, so I thought that would be a fun way to start today's show. Now we're going to get into the information on clownfish. So here is the general info on clownfish. Now clownfish are also known as an enemy fish because in the wild clownfish have a symbiotic relationship with anemones. Now there are currently 27 species of clownfish. Now did you know that clownfish are native to wide ranges of the warm waters of the Pacific and some species range overlap others. Clownfish are not found in the Atlantic, so you can't find any clownfish in the Atlantic Ocean. Now, clownfish, like I said, live in a mutual relationship with sea anemones. Once an anemone has been adopted, the clownfish will defend it aggressively. However, clownfish in an aquarium environment can exist very well without an anemone. This may be advisable as anemones are extremely difficult to keep alive even for experienced aquarists. Now, the anemone is required in nature because reef life is dangerous for small, brightly colored fish with very poor swimming abilities. In an aquarium lacking predators, it is not needed. For this reason, clownfish never stray far from their host. But in an aquarium where they don't have to forage for food, it is very common for clownfish to remain within 6 to 12 inches of the host for an entire lifetime. So in the wild, they never leave their enemy because or an enemy because they might get eaten by the predators that are out there. Now, did you also know that clownfish and damselfish are the only species which can avoid the stings of an enemy, which can be quite potent? I think it's quite cool that clownfish can actually uh, survive from the sting of an enemy and not get injured or even hurt. Now, did you also know that a clownfish is actually a damsel? Never knew that. That's pretty cool. Then they're a lot more peaceful than damsels. Now, clownfish are among the few marine fish that can be bred in captivity in commercial quantities. Hobbyists are advised to purchase captive bred clownfish and other marine animals whenever possible. They are good for marine aquarium because they are friendly and easy to feed. They adapt well in captivity and can be easily studied for scientific research. These warm water fish have 
a higher metabolism, which makes them more active than the cold water fish. Now, let's talk about clownfish breeding. Clownfish lay eggs on any flat surface close to or under protection of their host anemones. These eggs are cared for by the male and hatched under complete darkness after a period of 7 to 10 days. Wow, that's pretty cool to know. Now, clownfish are omnivorous. That means their diets range from flakes to meat, and they'll virtually eat just about anything. My clownfish are not picky at all. Now, clownfish are relatively small fish. Some clownfish in aquariums can grow to only 4 inches in length. Fish in the wild can grow to a length of 5 inches. But there are some clownfish out there, like the maroon clown, that can get anywhere from 6 to 8 inches in captivity. Now, the maximum size varies by species, but... Just like humans, males are smaller than females. Males are a lot smaller than females in the clownfish world. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the human part, though. But it is true that uh, clownfish males are a lot smaller than the clownfish females. Now, clownfish are born sexually immature. Based on signals from their environment and being physically mature, which is 12 to 24 months, they will either remain sexually immature, change into a male, or change into a male, then female. A group of clownfish is always built into a hierarchy of this type, with the female, the largest and most aggressive, at the top. The change from juvenile to male and male to female is irreversible. If the female should die or be removed from the group, the most dominant male then changes into a female and the rest of the males move up a rank on the hierarchy. Now, in typical home aquariums, a juvenile only several months old can make the change from juvenile to male to female in as little as a month. Because of this, pairing clownfish can be a tricky proposition, as most hobbyists tend to select the largest and most dominant specimen, which is always going to be a female, to mate with their own female at home. Usually two females will tend to fight regularly and frequently lock jaws. Some hobbyists describe it as kissing. Now, in a successful pair, the male will exhibit submissive behavior. Usually, this behavior entails the more aggressive female darting at the male and the male turning sideways and quivering. Now, the most common species of clownfish, which would be the Ocellaris clowns and the Percula clowns, they are fairly easy to breed in the home aquarium. The female will be the largest of the pair, and the two fish will usually stay close to each other in one area of the tank or in a host anemone. 
After several months in a successful pair, the fish will begin spawning. The female's abdomen will bulge with eggs, ready to be deposited. She will usually find a flat surface near her host anemone at present to lay her eggs before they can be fertilized by the male. The eggs will normally hatch in 6 to 11 days, depending on temperature and other water parameters. In home aquariums, the fry must be reared in a separate aquarium on a diet of rotifiers, then baby brine shrimp to have any chance of survival. Now, I bet you a lot of my saltwater listeners and my fish-keeping listeners already know this. But did you know that the clownfish featured in the 2003 Pixar animated movie Finding Nemo? Yes, Nemo and Marlin were clownfish. They were the Ocellaris clownfish, I believe. Now, despite content of the movie where a young clownfish's father must rescue his son after being stolen to be sold as a pet. That is what the story of the movie is. But we all know that public demand for clownfish as pets has tripled shortly after its release. Now, some environmental protection activists regard this as a catastrophe, as this species is already facing the threat of extinction due to reduction of its natural habitat, which of course is coral reefs, which in turn is due to global climate changes as well as pollution of the seas. It is also feared that people may have attempted to send fish back into the open sea by flushing them down the toilet as demonstrated in the movie. Unfortunately, they will not be able to survive the sewage plant. Another problem is that many buyers lack basic knowledge, like needing a saltwater tank to take care of such specialty fish. Ladies and gentlemen, clownfish are saltwater. They need a saltwater aquarium. Now, in 2016, there's going to be part two of Finding Nemo, but it's going to be called Finding Dory. And this leads me to believe that the saltwater hobby is going to get extremely popular again in 2016. The clownfish are going to get extremely popular. And Dory and all of the blue hippo tanks are going to get extremely popular in 2016. It might be a good part of the hobby because a lot of people are going to research how to take care of these fish and how to have a saltwater aquarium. And more and more people are going to enter the saltwater hobby and they're going to get clownfish and hippo tangs and stuff. But really, you have to research before you jump into the hobby. Because if you saw fish on a movie and you want them, that's good for you. But make sure you research. Because you guys know that the blue hippo tangs get pretty large. So keep that in mind. So if you know anyone that loves Finding Nemo and they're watching the, the new movie coming out, and they want to have a hippo tang and a clownfish, make sure you tell them that a blue hippo tang gets pretty big. 
Anyways, back on topic here. Let's jump back into the care and discussion on clownfish. Now, I want to talk to you about the kinds of clownfish are, that are out there. Now, you have two most common clownfish species. These are the ones that the little kids and even adults call Nemo. They are the Percula clownfish and the Ocellaris clownfish. Now, these two clownfish have grown to become so popular that they have made several fancy designer clownfish. Now, back in the 90s and early 2000s, there was only the Percula clowns and the Ocellaris clownfish. But in recent years, the saltwater hobby has taken off and more and more people have loved clownfish. So, ORA and other clownfish companies have created some awesome species of clownfish using the Percula clown and the Ocellaris clownfish. Here are some examples of the fancy designer clownfish. First, you've got the Picasso clownfish. Now, a Picasso clownfish is a Percula clownfish that has some black coloring and bolder white bars. Now, there's also a platinum clownfish. The white blends with the orange and creates a creamsicle effect. There is a snowflake clown, which is basically essentially a Ocellaris clown, but with whiter bars. There is a black snowflake clownfish, which is really just a black and white snowflake clown. There is a naked Ocellaris clown. No white stripes at all, just an orange fish. Personally, I think the naked clownfish is kind of ugly. It looks retarded to me, but that's just my personal opinion. Now, there's also a midnight clownfish, which is a brown clownfish with little to no white. There is a domino clownfish, one of my personal favorite clowns. It's a black clown with just one white spot. There is the Miss Bar Ocellaris clown, which is one or more white bars are missing. There is my personal favorite Ocellaris clown, the black and white Ocellaris clownfish, a.k.a. the Darwin clownfish that come from Darwin, Australia. There is the Caramel Ocellaris, which is a light brown clownfish. So those are your most popular clownfish species, obviously. The less expensive ones are going to be the common Verculas and the common Ocellaris. Your fancy designer Ocellarises and your fancy designer Perculas are going to be very expensive. I'd expect to pay anywhere from $40 to $100 for like the Snowflake and the Platinums and all the fancier ones. But the black and white clownfish, surprisingly, are almost the same price as the regular Ocellaris clownfish. Now, let's talk about the maroon clownfish, the ones that get the six inches. Now, you've got a gold flake maroon clownfish, a gold stripe maroon clownfish, a gold dot maroon clownfish, a gold nugget maroon clownfish, a lightning maroon clownfish. So there's a lot 
of maroon clowns out there. Plus, there's also the normal maroon clown. Now, the gold nugget, the gold dot, and the lightning maroon, they're all ORA maroon clowns. They're designer maroon clowns, but they're nice, just like the normal maroon clowns are. And then there's some other different kinds of clowns out there. You've got your Clarky clownfish. You've got your tomato clownfish. You've got your cinnamon clownfish. And you also have your skunk clownfish. So there is a wide variety of different species of clownfish out there. Now you see clownfish are really popular because they... Um, are loved by a lot of people in the aquarium hobby. Now, ORA has done a phenomenal job on creating some wonderful, fancy designer clownfish. I have to give ORA credit for doing what they do to the marine hobby. They have... Uh, Tank Rays, Dragonettes, they've got all these fancy designer clownfish, and they've got a lot of awesome fish. I love ORA for that reason. Alright, so now we're going to get into the care of individual species. And I'm going to start by talking about the most common clownfish species. Caring for the Ocellaris and Percula clownfish. Now, Ocellaris and Percula clownfish are very easy to take care of and can become wonderful pets. Now, in captivity, these two species of clownfish can live for over a decade and will grow to almost become part of the family. They are active, engaging fish and will follow you as you walk by the tank. In fact, many people can actually feed their clownfish by hand, like I do with my black and white Ocellaris. Now, Ocellaris and Percula clownfish tank size. The first thing many people want to know is how large of an aquarium is needed to keep clownfish. That really depends on a few factors. But generally, clownfish will do well in tanks that are quite small. Ocellaris and Percula clowns can do good in nano tanks of about 10 to 20 gallons. But I really recommend um, a 20 gallon at the least for clownfish. Now, Percula clowns and Ocellaris clowns do not usually need a lot of room to swim like some fish do, as they will often swim up and down in a relatively small area much of the time. They will even be happier in a small tank if they have a host, such as an anemone or a coral that they can use for refuge. Now, the real problem with the smaller aquarium is that it requires a lot more maintenance than does a larger tank. Now, in a small tank, toxins such as ammonia and nitrates will build up faster in relation to the water volume of the tank, 
resulting in poor water quality. This leads to algae growth and unhealthy tank and habitats. With a small tank, it is vitally important to have quality filtration combined with regular water changes. A protein skimmer would be beneficial, but it's not always necessary if water changes are done on schedule. So like I said, I'd recommend a 20-gallon and up for the Percula and or Celeris clowns. Now, water parameters for the Percula and false Percula clownfish. The water should be maintained at a temperature of about 73 degrees Fahrenheit to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, possibly slightly higher when breeding. pH should be at 8.0 to 8.4. The specific gravity or salinity should be should be between 1.021 and 1.026 and stable. And other water parameters should be within the generally acceptable levels of a saltwater aquarium. Ammonia zero, night rates, and night rights less than 0.2 ppm. There should be ample water movement and sufficient lighting for the tank setup. For instance, if keeping enemies in the aquarium, you should have very strong light lighting. However, fish-only tanks do not require intense lighting, as we all know. Now, let's talk about feeding your clownfish. Ocellaris clowns will happily accept a wide variety of foods. In general, any quality flake or pellet food made for carnivores or omnivores will do just fine. They will benefit from a varied diet. Mixing in some frozen foods or even live foods will keep your clownfish happy and healthy for years. It is best to feed at least once per day. And the other tank mates, clownfish will do just fine being fed every other day. This will cut back on maintenance issues, although your clownfish will obviously grow at a slower rate. Now, they can be fed as much food as they will eat in about two or three minutes. You want to be sure food is not floating around the tank for long periods of time or getting stuck in rocks and other crevices. This will lead to poor water quality and allergy issues. Now, a good cleanup crew, such as snails, crabs, and starfish, will aid in keeping any extra food from hanging around too long. Now, if you're hoping to breed your fish, then the feedings will need to be up to at least three times per day with a wide variety of foods. Now let's talk about the Percula and Ocellaris clownfish tank mates. Now clownfish tend to be very small and relatively slow moving. With this in mind, it's important that they aren't placed with larger carnivorous aggressive fish such as lionfish and groupers, because the lionfish and groupers can easily eat small clownfish. Otherwise, there are not many limits to the type of tank in which Ocellaris clownfish can live. They do equally well in fish-only tanks, tanks with live rock or none, community tanks, 
more aggressive tanks to a degree, of course, and full reef tanks with corals. They do not need an enemy to live or stay healthy in captivity. Although the symbiotic relationship of a clownfish hosting in an enemy is a beautiful thing, many clowns in captivity will never ever host one, even when given the opportunity. Here are some great tank mates for the Ocellaris clownfish, depending on the setup of the aquarium. Damselfish, tangs, all sorts of tangs can live with a clownfish. Blue hippo tang, yellow tang, coal tang, naso tang, blonde naso tang, clown tang. There's a lot of different tangs that can live with clownfish. Wrasses, blennies, angelfish, darkfish like firefish, puffers, gobies, soft or hard corals, and uh, uh, enemies and marine inverts like snails, crabs, shrimp, and things of that nature. And I know I keep pronouncing uh, anemones wrong. I just have some like weird problem with pronouncing the word enemy or anemones. But uh, no, a lot of people do as well. So the one thing to keep in mind is that clownfish will often not get along with other clownfish in the tank. Ocellaris clownfish are among the least aggressive, however. Multiple clownfish, even other ocellaris, will often fight. If you want to have multiple clownfish, it is best to introduce them at the same time and make sure they have plenty of room. Alternatively, you can introduce a smaller clown, which is likely a male or a juvenile, to a more established, somewhat larger clownfish. The larger clown will likely be aggressive to the newcomer, but as long as they are not both females, the smaller fish will usually submit to the female and become the male. They will pair up and sometimes even become mates. Now, mixing different species of clownfish is not usually recommended, except in very large tanks. However, occasionally, even the different species will bond and sometimes even mate. Overall, clownfish tanks are relatively easy to set up and maintain. Keep your fish fed, keep the water as clean as possible, and make sure they are not being harassed by their tank mates, and the Ocellaris clownfish will take favorite in no time at all. Alright, so that's care for the Ocellaris and Pecula clownfish. Now let's talk about another common type of clown, and that is the tomato clown. You know, my local fish store, School of Fish, Inc., has a breeding pair, male and female pair, of tomato clowns. They will not separate them. They've been there for the last few months, and they're actually a great price. I think it's like 150 for the pair, but they're very large. I like tomato clowns, but I don't know if I want them. Um, they might be a little bit too aggressive for me. But if you are in the Springfield Mass area or the Western Mass area and looking for a breeding pair of tomato clownfish, check out School of Fish, Inc. Now, tomato clownfish are readily available and are very hardy. 
making them a great choice as a beginner fish. Now, you can usually find tomato clownfish at local pet stores for $10 to $20, and even cheaper online. Breeders are breeding this fish in captivity, which should hopefully lower, lower this price even more. Now, the tomato clownfish will eat most fish foods that you place in the aquarium. Flakes, freeze-dried, frozen, and live foods are eaten with gusto. Try to provide a variety of foods for optimum health and coloration. Now, the tomato clownfish can be territorial with other fish that approach their space in the tank. They may also scrap with other clownfish species in the same tank, and for this reason, it is advisable to only keep one species in your aquarium. If you have an extremely large tank, you may be able to keep more than one clown species in your aquarium. They may also fight with other tomato clownfish in the same tank. Now, tomato clownfish do not need an enemy to survive in the home aquarium. Anemones can be beneficial for the clownfish, but the host anemones that are found in their natural environment can be difficult to care for in captivity, and they're not recommended for the saltwater novice. Now, a quarantine tank is a necessity, as this fish is susceptible to most saltwater disease, especially marinic and brooklynelia. Use extreme caution before using copper medications, because clownfish are extremely sensitive to copper. Now, the common names are tomato clown, red clownfish, and brittle clownfish. Tomato clowns are easy to moderate because they can be territorial and aggressive. The tomato clown gets 5 inches, and their pH should be anywhere from 8 to 8.4. Their temperature should be 72 degrees Fahrenheit to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And their specific gravity or salinity should be anywhere from 1.020 to 1.024. They live 68 years. And they are from the Indo-Pacific, and they can be peaceful, but will become aggressive with other fish that approach in space. Avoid mixing the various clown species. If you have a mix of different clown species in your tank, they will fight. If you have a host anemone in the aquarium with them, they will defend it. It usually works out best if you have only one or a pair of clowns in your tank. Tomato clownfish breeding. They have been bred in captivity, and it, it is usually better to buy a tank raised fish because they will adapt better in the home aquarium. Recommended tank size for a tomato clown begins at 30 gallons and up. Tomato clown tank mates. Avoid keeping them in an aquarium with lionfish, snappers, groupers, triggers, eels, or any other predatory fish large enough to eat them. Keep only one clownfish species in your aquarium. Do not mix the various clownfish species. However, some people have done that, and it has worked out. We'll discuss that later on on the show. Now, is the tomato clownfish reef tank compatible? The clownfishes should do well in reef tanks. They may pose a problem with other clownfish species, so watch 
closely. And that is how you care for a tomato clownfish. All right, what a great way to start our show. Some awesome information on clownfish. Now, we're going to go ahead and take our first intermission and only intermission of the show. After the intermission, I'm going to talk about care for the maroon clownfish and care for the skunk clownfish, and then I'll have a discussion on feeding and tank mates for clownfish. We're going to hear some music and a little words of advertisement for the American Variety Network, and when we come back, we're going to continue this fun discussion on clownfish. Don't forget to call in at one 347-989-8142 with any questions on clownfish or discuss why you like clownfish or chat clownfish. We're back with more after this quick intermission. Coming up next, next. A discussion on maroon clownfish and other clownfish plus Aqua Alex's thoughts on mixing clownfish species and more. Call 1-347-989-8142 with questions. Now let's hear some music and we will be back with more clownfish chat. Don't let the world be 
tonight's episode of the American Variety Network. Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net That's American Variety Network at comcast.net You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at comcast.net Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like and our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One and hit follow. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Alex Cardinali and all of us at the American Variety Network. Make sure you buy your loved ones so awesome gifts. Enjoy the 2015 Christmas and holiday season. American Variety Network is your one stop for awesome Christmas shows during the holiday season. Expect a Christmas movie show, a Christmas giveaway, a Christmas music throwdown, and even Christmas cooking and baking shows. Nobody does Christmas like the American Variety Network. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, listeners.
to hear, and I'm reminding you to tune in to the Christmas Eve broadcast live right here on American Variety Network. I, Santa Claus, Albus Cardinelli, will be hosting this year's Christmas Eve broadcast. It's live on Christmas Eve 2015 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You would expect to hear me talk about what I'm doing this Christmas Eve. Expect to hear my tips for wrapping Christmas presents and much more. Even an appearance by the real Santa Claus. So tune in live Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Blog Talk Radio and American Variety Network. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash American Network. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And I, Santa Claus, will see you on Christmas Eve when I make my own appearance. Oh, ho, the mistletoe is hung where you can see. Somebody wait. It's time to vote for the best of American Variety Network in 2015. Here's how you can vote. Email your nominees to American Variety Network at Comcast.net or comment on the YouTube video on Alex's Adventures YouTube channel. Voting begins December 15th and ends December 27th. Winners announced December 28th, 2015. So, here's the categories that you, my listeners, will be voting for. The first one is Best Quote of the Year. Here are your nominees for Best Quote of the Year. Woo! We have a caller. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You, my listeners. Those are your nominees for Best Quote of the year. The next category is best series of the year. The nominees for the best series of the year are the In Your Face Talk Show, American Tragedy Hour, WWE Zone Radio, Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, Primetime Baking, and Aquarium Talk, the podcast. Best guest of the your nominees for Best Guest of 2015 are Rapper Ryan Serene Corridor's Breeder and my personal friend Lynn Matney The King of DIY Walru Joey Seth Vidrine Jonathan Trzynski who appeared on our 250th episode and KRFC Sales Manager Judd McCracken and the main event for which you, the listeners, will decide what the best episode of Six Flags New England live on location broadcast. Oscar Secret Secret Antonio Martino
Hey, Blog Talk Radio and listeners of the American Variety Network, are you ready for another celebration? What are we going to celebrate this time? Well, we are going to celebrate three years of being on the air. That's right, Alice Cardinelli has been on Blog Talk Radio for three years. Join the American Variety Network on Sunday, January 3rd, 2016 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific for a special three-year anniversary celebration. There will be surprise guests returning for the very first time ever to the American Variety Network. There will be guests from the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show, Ace Network, and Aquatic Wetline returning to the American Variety Network. Plus, there will be awesome audio clips and some other great celebrations happening on our three-year anniversary. So join Alice Cardinelli as he celebrates three awesome years as a podcaster on Sunday, January 3rd, 2016 at 9 p.m. Eastern. Logtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. We'll see you on Sunday the 3rd of January on our first show of 2016. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Fish Maniacs. Would you like to learn about saltwater aquarium fish? Would you like to learn about fish like clownfish, gobies, tangs, and more? Well, you're tuned in to the right saltwater aquarium show. This is the Saltwater Species Profile Series, live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. Aqua Alex will talk about some of his most favorite saltwater species and educate you on these fantastic saltwater species. So, Saltwater Species Profile is now live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast on American Variety Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat, here live on Aquarium Talk to Podcast and on American Variety Network. Tonight, I, Aqua Alex, am talking about clownfish. Now that we're back from our intermission, we are going to continue our discussion on clownfish. Now, before our intermission, I gave you some interesting facts about clownfish, and I talked about caring for the pecula and or celerus clowns and the tomato clowns. And now I'm going to talk about caring for the maroon clownfish and some other species of clowns. I'll talk about tank mates and feeding clowns, and I'll answer the question if 
you can keep more than one species of clowns together as well. Now, if you have any questions, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two or if you want to talk about why you love clownfish, dial in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So let's jump back into the discussion on clownfish. Now right now I'm gonna go ahead and talk about caring for zoon clownfish. Now, the marine clownfish is very beautiful. I think you guys are, are going to like the marine Now, if you're looking for a clownfish that is different from Nemo, well, the maroon clownfish is one. Now, caring for a maroon clownfish in a saltwater aquarium is not difficult if several husbandry considerations are kept in mind. First and foremost, it is critical for the aquarist, considering one or more maroon clownfish, to remember that this fish gets big and more often than not will become the dominant fish in the aquarium as an adult. As such, mixing the maroon clownfish with other smaller, more peaceful fishes, especially other clownfish, in anything the large aquarium is not advised. Instead, plan to have the maroon clownfish be the centerpiece of a 40-gallon tank with a beautiful bubble anemone hose, or keep a pair in a 60-gallon larger aquarium. These fish have all the personality, intelligence, and good looks to be the main attraction or as I call it, the main event or the show stealer. Alternately, consider adding a maroon clownfish as the last or very near the last fish in an aggressive tank or semi-aggressive community tank with larger fishes. While it is not unheard of for maroon clownfish to damage coral while doing some of their own aquascaping, generally speaking, they are more and most content in a reef tank with plenty of live rock. It's important to remember that the maroon clownfish, like other clownfishes, do not need a host anemone. So it is entirely possible to keep this fish in a fish-only system or a system that may not be mature enough for an anemone just yet. Now, whatever setup the aquarist decides upon for his or her maroon clownfish, the aquarium setup should employ standard saltwater aquarium filtration and lighting. Now, if the aquarist is intent on also keeping an anemone in which a clownfish can host, then the aquarium will need to have standard refiltration, example, a protein skimmer that is preferably sump-based and reef-ready lighting. Now, feeding a maroon clownfish. When it comes to feeding a maroon clownfish, there is usually 
little trouble. Now, in the wild, the maroon clownfish will feed primarily on zooplankton and desnic algae, but in the aquarium, it will accept a wide range of commercially available foods and meaty bits of raw table seafood. In fact, clownfish will accept just about any type of marine-based diet they are offered. For optimum health, feed a varied diet. Now, other considerations for keeping a maroon clownfish. There are a few other considerations to keep in mind when considering keeping maroon clownfish. It is best to acquire a mated pair if a pair is the goal, although two individuals of varying sizes, one large and one small, may pair up. If a maroon clownfish from a pair dies, the aquarist may add another maroon clown of approximately the same size. In either scenario, the aquarist must watch closely to ensure that the dominant fish is not harassing the small fish to the latter's determinant. Now, maroon clowns get large. They can get anywhere from 6 to 8 inches and will require a pretty good-sized tank. I personally would recommend a 40-gallon aquarium and up for a maroon clown. Now, if you're looking to combine a maroon clown with another maroon clown or keep a maroon clown with ocellaris clowns, I personally would start off recommending a 120-gallon aquarium all the way to a 300-gallon aquarium. I personally would not mix a maroon clown with other clownfish and anything smaller than a 120-gallon aquarium simply because the maroon clown could kill any peaceful fish. Now, the maroon clown is so aggressive that it actually proves that clownfish are actually in the damsel family, believe it or not. All right, so that's some wonderful information on the maroon clownfish. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a clownfish that is somewhat rare in the aquarium hobby. I have never, ever seen this clownfish available at my fish stores, and I've only seen it once available online. And that is the skunk clownfish. So if you have a skunk clownfish, or if you've kept a skunk clownfish, then you are lucky. They're also known as the pink skunk clownfish. Now, the pink skunk clownfish can be found across the western Pacific Ocean. Now, this adaptable species thrives in a wide range of habitats. Get this, folks, including brackish waters at depths of 1 to 38 meters. Now, it is typically associated with the anemone species, Hectoractus magnesia. It may also occur with Hectoractus crispa and some other species of anemones. I can't pronounce these scientific names. It is distinguished by a pale orange base color, transparent fins, and a thin head stripe. It reaches a maximum length of three inches. This species is so rare, I couldn't find any information for it in the home aquarium. So I don't know 
how many people are keeping the pink skunk clowns. I, I imagine that they would probably be really expensive, but I am new to the hobby. I am only in my second month of being a saltwater fish keeper, so I really don't know much about the pink skunk clownfish. There's another skunk clownfish called the orange skunk clown. Now, the orange skunk clown inhabits lagoons and other reefs in the western Pacific. Now, this one is also typically associated with the sea anemone species Hectoractis crispa, and it is distinguished by a bright orange base color, an orange tail, an absence of head stripes, and a single wide stripe that runs starting on the lips down the length of its body. It grows to a maximum length of five inches. Well, this is a large growing clown. This one gets five inches. Now, there's rumors on Google and the Internet that the skunk clownfish are hard to keep. People are going around saying that the skunk clowns are very difficult to keep alive and they're hard to feed and stuff. But like I said, I have no clue on uh, how difficult these are to keep. Um, I've never ever seen a skunk clown, or I've actually never kept one myself, so I can't vouch for the uh, popular opinion that most people believe the skunk clowns to be too uh, too hard to keep, because I don't know about them. But anyways, those are the care for some of the clownfish species. So I've, we've talked about the Ocellaris percula, which are the easiest clowns. We talked about the tomato clowns and the maroon clowns and the skunk clowns. Now, one word about tomato clowns, there, there's a lot of varieties of tomato clowns out there as well, like cinnamon clowns, fire clowns, and uh, some other great clownfish species that are out there. Now, I want to talk about feeding clownfish. You know, I talked about feeding the individual species of clownfish when I went over the diets of them. But really, clownfish are really hardy fish. Most of them are. And they'll eat just about anything. But I personally recommend feeding a, a varied diet of a good quality pellet. I use New Era marine pellets and my black and white Darwin or Ocellaris clownfish love it. I also use flakes once in a while. Not really a big fan of feeding flakes in a saltwater aquarium simply because uh, if you overfeed, you have a heavy hand on feeding, you can quickly ruin your water quality, and that could lead to diatoms or brown algae or nuisance, and you got to do a lot of maintenance on the aquarium. And I know that even experienced hobbyists sometimes have a heavy hand with this marine flake. So I tend to not like to use marine flakes when I am um, feeding clownfish. I tend to I tend to prefer to um, I tend to prefer to use other foods. So like I said, I don't use the marine flakes. Now what I use to feed clownfish and what I recommend is live brine shrimp. Live 
frying shrimp would be beneficial for clownfish. You could also do frozen food. I would personally recommend um, spirulina brine shrimp, brine shrimp, blood worms. You can do uh, Hikari, Biopier, uh, frozen marine algae mix and marine so there's a wide variety of foods you can feed your clownfish. Just pick carefully and pick the right food. All right, tank mates for clownfish. Quickly, uh, clownfish can live with a variety of anything. Just make sure the fish does not eat the clownfish. Make sure make sure you don't have anything that can eat small clownfish. Really, canes, puffers. Um, Royal Dottybacks, Royal Gramas, Angels, uh, Blennies, Rasses, a lot of fish can live with tangs. Last thing I'll talk about on tonight's show, mixing clownfish species. They say it is not recommended because the clownfish species may uh, fight. I have no experience with this because, like I said, I've only been keeping saltwater for two months. However, I have found some people who have successfully mixed clownfish species. There's a guy on YouTube that's got a, a very beautiful marine tank with a maroon clown and a couple pairs of Ocellaris clowns. So I will say this. If you are bound and determined to mix several species of clownfish, I would recommend acclimating them together in the aquarium. Buy them at the same time and acclimate them in the same bucket. That way they get used to each other. If possible, have them bag together as well. That could possibly work out as well. So it really depends on a lot of factors. But I will tell you, if you want to mix clownfish species, make sure you've got a large aquarium. And I definitely do not advise anything smaller than a 120 to mix clownfish. You should always, always acclimate different species of clownfish together. Now, if you do want to uh, mix clownfish species, be prepared for disappointment because it may not work. There is no guarantee, there's no surefire way that it's going to work. It's just trial and error. I learned that in the aquarium hobby. Trial and error. You know, some people have told me that in the freshwater hobby, when I was a freshwater hobbyist for so long, so-and-so would not work. But I risked it, and it worked. So it's one of those things that you got to try and see. You can listen to other people telling you it's never going to work, but until you try and see it, you're never going to know. So do I personally recommend it? Well, off of all the research I've done, I would recommend it. Would I try it? I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to see how it works out. And if it doesn't work out, well, then you know in the future that you cannot mix clownfish species together. But if you acclimate them together and they each have their own territories, they should be pretty good. All right, well, we've reached the end of another wonderful saltwater tropical fish chat here on Aquarium Talk Podcast on uh, American Variety Network. I enjoyed this show. I love chatting about saltwater fish because I love the saltwater hobby. It really is wonderful. 
So, I hope you guys enjoyed this show as much as I enjoyed hosting it. Now, this is our last Aquarium Talk and our last fish show of 2015. Believe it or not, 2015 is coming to an end in a week. So, we're not going to do another Aquarium Talk until 2016. The next time I see you here on Saltwater Tropical Fish Hat on Aquarium Talk, it will be 2016. Our next saltwater fish that we are going to talk about is a dream fish of mine that I am currently owning, and he's getting ready to go into 120, and that is the Yellow Tang. So in January, the fish of the month will be Yellow Tangs. All right, so if you are interested in keeping the Yellow Tang, make sure you check in on January to see when I'll be doing the Yellow Tang show. I cannot wait to host the show on Yellow Tangs. So, if you enjoyed today's show, please tell your friends about our show and have them follow my Blog Talk Radio show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network, and follow. I do fish keeping shows, WWE wrestling shows, cooking shows, talk shows, and any show really. I do a show that virtually covers almost every topic. So they may like some of my other shows as well. So make sure that you have them follow my show. Also have them check out my uh, fish keeping podcast page on Facebook, Aquarium Talk the Podcast. That little page is starting to grow. I started with one like and now I've got 34 likes. So if you enjoyed today's show, please go and hit the like button on Aquarium Talk the Podcast. I really would appreciate your support and your love of this fish keeping podcast. So, with that being said, I would like to wish you luck the saltwater hobby. I would like to wish you luck in keeping your clownfish alive and happy. I hope you enjoy keeping clownfish because clownfish rock and clownfish are totally awesome. So, if you love clownfish, this is a great show and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I certainly loved hosting it. Alright, Aqua Alex wishes all of your fish a Merry Christmas, and I wish all of you, my listeners, a Merry Christmas as well. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I appreciate your listens. Have a great Christmas, and Happy New Year, Fish Keepers. Aqua Alex is out of here, and the American Variety Network says thank you for listening. Merry Christmas, Fish Keepers, and good night, and Happy New Year.
Expect to hear my tips for wrapping Christmas presents and much more. Even an appearance by the real Santa Claus. So tune in live Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Blog Talk Radio and American Variety Network. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash American Network. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And I, Santa Claus, will see you on Christmas Eve when I make my own appearance. Oh, ho, the mistletoe, it's hung where you can see somebody with